Your friends suck. Was that good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to a new episode of Your Friends Suck. With us, no names. <laughs> Every time you're like, okay, I'm going to do names this time, and then you decide next time not to. With Lissa and hey, Rosa, we talk about all the things that your sucky friends don't want to talk about. Oh, dear Lord. A roller coaster right from the start. Yep. We're getting into it today, guys. Um, yeah. Kind of similar to our last episode, if you enjoyed it. Thanks if you didn't. I, I, I guess. I don't know. I'd like you to listen to this one, too, I guess. Like, <laughs> it would be We'd useful. like you to at least <laughs> listen to it and take away a piece of knowledge. That would be great. <clears throat> Give it a try. If you're a guy, you're going to have some random facts about women that most guys don't have. And if you're a girl. That's very true. We're just trying to help you out, okay? Your friends suck. They're not helping you with this. Mm-hmm. We have taken on the responsibility. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. A little thank you would be nice. <laughs> even just like a small thank you post-it note would be great. Not even a whole Honestly. card or postage. Yeah, that's too much. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We get it. What are we, what are we talking about? So last week, we talked mm-hmm. about sex ed and the things that were lacking in places that are doing it really well. This week, we are talking about the wonderful world of birth control and menstrual cycles. Yes, men, you're not clicking away right now. I hear you staying in the audience for this entire episode. There's things for you to learn because this is about you too. Well, the thing is, to be honest, it always takes two to tango. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, men, you're, if you're tangoing at all, you better figure out which shoes to wear that are proper. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and there's some there's some cheat codes here too. Could benefit mm-hmm. from understanding. Oh, sure. Don't um, let her know that you're tracking her period. But <laughs> oh, oh, are you gonna get into? Oh God. Anyway, um, so we're covering a couple of different things today. I think the reason that these two kind of these two subjects last week and this week kind of go together um Mm -hmm. one obviously is about sexual health but two i think it's one of the things that like people have like this weird shame around that Mm. i think is interesting to talk about because like even young females will be like i want to go get on birth control and then they have to be like oh it's because of acne or it's because of x y and z and like make other excuses which I would like to start off actually by giving other reasons that typically females will use birth control um, other than like sexual health reasons. So uh, for women in general, um, Mm -hmm. birth control can help create regular period cycles. They can lessen symptoms like cramps, PMS, also help with anemia. Um, They can relieve endometriosis symptoms and prevent ovarian cysts. They can help clear up skin, which is something that is like pretty i feel like for younger females is like a common thing reasoning I don't know. yeah like symptoms um, are too hardcore yeah or they can help um pcos symptoms and also lower the risk of some cancers so those are just some vague things of different things that birth control can do but we also are going to talk about today some non-hormonal birth controls just because i feel like it's some or i guess non-hormonal how do you, alternatives, how do you do if yes, you will. alternatives that you can use because I do think that a lot of times, especially like 
honestly, okay, let's get into this. So, (laughs) (laughs) so I was doing some research as one does. And I feel like honestly, this week and last week is the most research I've done for (laughs) podcasts in the minute. Um, Younger women are actually significantly less likely to use a form of birth control. Let this sink, let think, hear this percentage. 62% of 20 to 29 year olds use some form Mm -hmm. of birth control, right? 72% of 30 to 34-year-olds and 74% of 40 or older. That is so – that's like literally 10% lower for those that are 20 to 29. And they've started aging and they're like, I can't have kids. No, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, the older they've gone, they're like, yeah, actually, this is not for me. I just wonder if it's – but I do wonder if it's a lack of knowledge. Oh, 100%. It's like yeah. a shame thing or because I, it just said that it's birth control. I guess it doesn't say like some form of family planning because mm-hmm. I guess like maybe other alternatives don't fall under this umbrella. So yeah. I'm wondering if it's a number of things, but that seems like shockingly low to me. Any form. That means condoms. That means the pill. That means a shot. That means anything. Well, and there's, I feel like there's also, I mean, yes, that's wild. I, I bet there's other factors too, though, because those are somewhat childbearing years. So I feel like that can also mm-hmm. affect that. But definitely to your point is it's that lack of knowledge because I feel like there's so much I've learned. Like I've been a menstruating person for, God, I don't, like over 10 years and I'm just now learning I like that the mental math that you just did. <laughs> I tried. I was like, no, that's too much. <laughs> ten years over ten years. I mm-hmm. I capped it off. It's more than that, but yeah. um, yeah. So I mean, I'm just now, and it's it wasn't that the resources. I mean, the resources were not there for me. Like I feel like when yeah. like we talked about last week is like it was basically like you better hold on to a tampon and figure out how to use it. Like that was kind of all mm-hmm. you got. Like, we didn't go into the detail of your cycle, didn't explain that it's 28 days long. Like, you just were told you had a week or so and to make sure you protect yourself. And, like, that's it. Yeah. And I also – okay, so maybe this also has a factor into it. So there, 86% of women who are not seeking pregnancy with income levels below poverty level um, Mm. use some sort of contraception, while 91% that are at least 300% above the poverty level do use some form of contraception. So it could also be that younger females don't have access to money and healthcare Mm. as freely as those who are maybe a little bit more older and established, question mark. Again, Alyssa was going to say this, but I'll say this now. We have no degrees in anything. I am barely (laughs) qualified to read these numbers out loud to you. I'm going to be completely honest. Um, Our internet degrees don't mean anything. So please go Mm -hmm. do your own research on all of this. Thank you very much. Speak to a gynecologist or a Planned Parenthood has resources. Mm -hmm. Do not – I like maybe – I believe some of our stuff is factual (laughs) I just think it's, it's pretty factual. I, it's, it's not like, again, I'm not on some random site. We did site, use like some dot .govs and dot .orgs just throwing exactly. it out there. We did learn yes. something from college. <laughs> but do not let this be like your end-all be-all, mm-hmm. um, especially you don't know how some of this affects people, like you said, with like PCOS, other mm-hmm. things like that. Um, we go in a little bit in depth with that, but at the same time, like definitely do your research before you do anything. 
Um, yeah. This is really just, I, I feel like this is kind of an inspiration to get the ball rolling, to learn a little mm-hmm. bit more about your this body. This is like that one fun fact that you heard in a class that makes you go home mm-hmm. and Google everything else. This is what that mm-hmm. is supposed to be. Not much beyond that. So just that keep that in mind. Goal. And something mm-hmm. too, I will bring this up several times throughout this episode, is women's health is not researched like as much as it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I found some fun, sad facts about that. Uh, so I just want to get it going. Um, oh, great. Okay. So well. first of all, <laughs> Marissa, do you know what the FDA is? Say that again? The FDA. Oh, yeah. I've heard of them once or twice. Yeah. Um, so from 1977 through 1990. 1990- oh, and for those of you that don't, <laughs> the Food <laughs> yeah. and Drug Administration, just to be clear. I was like, I do because I have a degree in nutrition, but maybe other people don't. Well, I feel like it's talked about enough these days. Right. But yeah, so yes, Food and Drug Administration. Um, from 1977 through 1993, they excluded all women of <laughs> childbearing potential from clinical trials. Uh, in all, like what, in any medications? Anything. For 16 years, um, there was plenty of da- – like, the impact on drugs in, like, clinical trials were primarily cisgender males. They thought Aye. that if women did this, it would hurt their chances of fertility if they tried a drug and then all of a sudden they could never have babies anymore. Couldn't risk that. So a majority – and this is still – I feel like still rings true to this day. There's a lot of times – there's a lot of studies that are done on, you know, cisgender, especially white males – a lot mm. of the times, everyone else is left out. So, oh my God, wait, that's like certain scary. things. Well, think about like, and it's just <laughs> yeah. also just think about like how long birth control probably has been around or any forms of these like things. Mm-hmm. And I get the idea of like, we don't want to make women infertile, but then it's like, but let's just try it on a mass amount of people and hope that it works, I guess. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make any, like, I don't know if they were like, it should be about the same. Like, what do you mean? What does that so, mean? So, like, how many things have been FDA approved for cisgender males, but everyone well, else, maybe it affects them yeah. in a certain way. Well, and I mean, even think about anybody who takes any – has ever taken any form of, like, birth control pill, the packet mm-hmm. that comes in the back of the box <laughs> is easily, like, the length of your favorite novel that you've read. Like, mm-hmm. I promise you, like, the text is tiny, it's words you cannot pronounce, and there's every symptom you can think of in there, which yeah. I guess they probably should list them all if they didn't test it on anybody that's <laughs> childbearing <laughs> age. <laughs> To just be like, well, you're really at risk for any of these things. They were fine. Yeah, but here's all the symptoms that we can't exclude because we're not positive. Well, it just goes back to like it was – I remember reading up on how they were doing research for men birth control and they just like stopped Mm -hmm. because the symptoms, which were very similar to the symptoms women have without birth control, just in general on periods, um, menstruating women or people like – it's that kind of biasy that is affecting a lot of this research. So like there's stuff that we're talking about, but at the same time, there's a chance you haven't really heard about it. Like it's, it's useful information, but there's so little awareness that like, unless you're mm-hmm. seeking out these resources, you're not necessarily seeing some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing is like, I was going through and I just like don't even like I went through like the types of birth control and I even googled like okay options for male birth control and there's like four 
<laughs> like literally four. Um, and one of them, I just, the verbiage of it, where did it go? One of them, the verbiage is, uh, I'm so sorry. Oh, outer course is a form of male birth control. <laughs> outer course because you know what like of the four options we have that's the the next one they could give you like okay that is i just like that's what i don't understand what's the thing that people always say like why are we trying to make the target bulletproof why aren't we just taking the bullets out of the gun i have that question every day of my life so many people are making the point of you know men can get women pregnant every day of their life and women mm-hmm. cannot get pregnant every day of their life. So it's like, why mm-hmm. isn't vasectomies more widely accepted and promoted? Like that would solve a not, lot of... Yeah, it sounds like it's just not... Sexual health is not studied enough in general. I feel like we don't know enough about like testicular cancer, ovarian cancer, mm-hmm. like breast, nothing. Like we don't know enough about our own bodies at all. And then they're just like, well, you're on your own if you decide you want to like do anything and like have any sort of outcome that is yeah. negative. Good luck. It's yeah, and that's exactly why Marissa and I are going back for degrees, as we had mentioned previously. Um, but do you? Uh, no, so I'm just going follow- to the White House. I'm going to the White House step <laughs> with boxing gloves. I'm like, come out here. I got stuff to say. Like, oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> Um, but real quick, so do you follow Amy Schumer on Instagram? I do not. So she recently had like a, a tumor in her um, or a cyst in her ovaries or something. I, I mm-hmm. But basically she like – there's one part. I, I looked it up because it's so relevant to like what you're saying right now. Like it was like um, I can't answer medically the answers to why I – like maybe this is why I had a difficult pregnancy, et cetera. And it was like because there's no research on this shit because it only happens to women and there's no time mm-hmm. to study them because all resources need to be funneled into researching erectile dysfunction. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, why you know, did we figure out that first? Like why? <laughs> I just am confused. Why was I, that the pecking order? It's like the chicken before the egg, but we were just like actually <laughs> – we need to figure out this one before we figure out any chickens or any eggs thank you yeah but anyway other (laughs) yeah other birth controls though um so are you asking me about other options yeah tell us more i couldn't tell if you were like letting like me go um so okay there's different types of birth control and i'm going over the ones that are like uh, either a prescription or like something physical that you have to use for family planning. Um, obviously mm-hmm. there's other ways such as like Alyssa will talk about a couple of them. Um, but these are the most common types. Um, so uh, the pill IUD um, like shot, typically a depot shot, I feel like is the one I hear the most often. Um, mm-hmm. Male condoms, a diaphragm, sperm side, cervical cap, female condoms, sponge, patch, implant, ring, vasectomy tying tubes um obviously they range in different uh levels of effectiveness um some are not as popular anymore like i don't think i've heard i think honestly probably my health class was the last time i heard of a sponge being used as like <laughs> a form of birth control and yes it is literally what you think it is it is a small sponge that is made to just go up in there and absorb whatever um and mind you let's say one uh, two, uh, 
three things are things that men can use. So men, I hope you have stayed this long because if you aren't like (laughs) well-versed in these three things, I will sue you because you only have three to memorize. Um, However, the women options are vast, obviously, and range in different types of symptoms. Um, Obviously, a vasectomy and tying tubes are a little bit more permanent. There is uh, both options actually can be undone. Um, However, for females in particular, an IUD actually has like the highest rate of – what am I trying to think of? Effectiveness? Mm, Yeah. Or – yeah, I think effectiveness is what I'm trying to think of – these all can be slightly controversial choices depending on not controversial. Each option is different for is made for someone, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, the pill isn't for everyone, an IUD isn't for everyone, a shot isn't for everyone. In fact, there's lots of these things that are not recommended for certain groups of people. Um, so yeah. just always keep that in mind. And if you have any questions about any of these, uh, 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 ask someone, not us. <laughs> <laughs> we will forward your email to our own personal doctor somewhere. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but they are just. Uh, there is a vast variety. So if you're looking for something that is for you, any of those options could be ones that you should go with a list. Actually, do your own research a little bit and then go with a list to a doctor and discuss. Um, if you have like generally good health and you don't have any like other comorbidities, most of them could be a good option for you. If you have other things or family histories of certain things, some of them will be completely eliminated. <laughs> just so well, you know. Well, and, and some sexism in that too, like getting your tubes tied. Most doctors uh-huh. like do not approve of that. Like I literally know of two people who wanted their tubes tied, yeah. and their doctor was like, "You're not old enough. Like you need mm-hmm. to be at least I think it's like 25, 26, or something yeah. along those lines." Both of them yeah. have gotten pregnant, like, mm-hmm. and and yeah. had a baby and. It's so because it's like, well, what if the man you meet wants to have a child? Like, there's no other uh, option. I've apparently. had, I've like seen stories of women having to like have their husband come in to sign mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. And I'm just like, the thing is, is like, you can have your tubes that can be reversed. Like, yeah. Which is it always like 100% guaranteed that it can be? No. But like, why isn't that an option? Whereas if a man wants to have a vasectomy, like, well, he doesn't want to have kids. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. then why we isn't understand it him. Kind of <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. all of those are options. Um, and also, if you go to a healthcare provider and they're not hearing out an option that you are interested in or just you're getting some weird vibes definitely go to someone else for a second opinion um not everybody yes trust your intuition um but also like not everybody has the same ideas Mm. ideals as you maybe so there's always other options to get different information not different information maybe more information from (laughs) opinions too yes opinions as well yeah um, but I mean, it, it's just wild. Like, I feel like I have to be careful because if we talk about this in too much depth, I will just like rage spiral. So like, <laughs> I feel like I need to be very careful, but yeah, it's just, it's mm-hmm. crazy how much is focused on women, but not in a positive way, not in a positive mm-hmm. way of helping their body, but in a negative, like how can we yeah. make sure she is still a tool or how can we make sure she's mm-hmm. still... I don't know. It's all negative. None of it is like, let's help everything be better. It's let's give Mm -hmm. you birth control. 
you know, it, in some cases, it's just, ugh, it's wild to me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just also like a gate, weird gatekeeping of information mm-hmm. for some reason. Like, I don't know why that's the case, but um, there is also obviously other forms of family planning. Um, and family planning can mean like you are planning to become pregnant or you're planning to not become pregnant. Um, yeah. Natural Cycles is an app. I know that you have some things you want to talk about, but Natural Cycles is also an app that you can use. Um, mm. Basically what you do, and I can't think of what this actual term is because this is like a thing that multiple people do you don't have to have an app to do it um basically you take your temperature when you wake up and uh it helps track your fertility cycle so basically when oh gosh i'm gonna mess this up now that i didn't write it down exactly (laughs) basically when you're fertile your temperature is typically higher like your baseline temperature is typically higher so like if you track it for a month or two like you can get a good idea of that um and kind of plan that way if that makes sense yeah, and um, if you're on birth control too, that isn't effective. But like, obviously, if you're family planning, mm-hmm. trying to be fertile, you're not on birth control. So after a while, if not, mm-hmm. you know, next cycle, um, you should be sure. able to utilize that method. Um, but yeah, I really dove into some of this stuff on the um, on your cycle and kind of ways. Really, there's there's a cheat code to it and how your body <laughs> um, reacts, how your mind reacts to these different times of the cycle. But before I get into that, I did want to note something that I saw on Fortune's website. Um, Fortune, like not like a fortune teller, but Fortune, like the business, like magazine i feel like i need to differentiate but yeah yeah, um, (laughs) so they had talked about how like they're the theory of where the word taboo comes from um Mm -hmm. there is a polynesian word that's i think it's like tap tap pow which was once translated into the word menstruation oh so like So just in general, like periods, like, I mean, from other religions, like there's some countries where it's like when you're on your period, you can't even go to school because it's seen as so impure in like, even in the rooted of the language, like it just is like a taboo. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Yikes. so I'm going to give you guys, mm-hmm, I'm just going to keep going because I'm going to scream. Um, but just breaking it down, what all of these different cycles um, mean. And then, like I said, you know, I have quite a few things of how you can benefit from this. I found a Forbes article uh, that's mm-hmm. beautiful. So I did all the reading for you guys. So you didn't have to. <laughs> um, so just trust me and pull out your notebooks. Okay. I love, I love Cliff Notes. This is my favorite site. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You don't even have to. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to do it. Okay. So basically, like I said, you're you're basically on your period all day, every day. Like every day. Obviously, you're not bleeding 24-7, mm-hmm. but um, you're basically always in some sort of menstrual cycle. So the there's 28 days, which it's not it's not cut and dry. It's not not every woman. Some women have missed periods, some people mm-hmm. And have. when you said that, actually, I looked up mine, and mine is typically like around thirty to thirty-five. Okay, so, <laughs> so yeah, it is, so it's it always, is different for everyone. Yes, it's not cut and dry. Um, and something mm-hmm. with this too. Before I get into this, um, there are apps like Marissa said, uh, My Flow mm-hmm. app. I think I actually talked about that app um, when we were going over apps that we we would recommend. Um, but mm-hmm. that is an app that can help you track. Um, all you got to do is literally put in like your period mm-hmm. and it, it does a pretty yeah. good job at like calculating and telling you where you at in your cycle because God help me. I don't think I could figure this out without the internet, but anyway, <laughs> um, so days one through seven, that's your menstruation phase. So your period, 
you know, you've heard this mm-hmm. in health class. It's when your lining begins to break down and menstruation occurs. I'm, ha- I'm partially mm-hmm. most of some of this basic stuff, you know, um, mm-hmm. but I feel like it needs repeating, especially if there are men listening and zoned out during this part in health class. The, the whole week we went <laughs> <Yeah>. over this. <laughs> if they were watching um, a baseball movie on that day, then they need to <laughs> pay attention right now. <laughs> Um, and then this is like some of these I don't re- either I don't remember or that it was not taught this way because um, the different phases. So from eight to 11 days, that's the fli- follicular phase, mm-hmm. which I feel like I've never heard that word in my life. Maybe I just forgot. Um, but basically, that's when the lining starts to thicken in preparation for y'all to get to Boston. Um, it says <laughs> in preparation for an egg and it made me really feel like a chicken. Like I felt like. Yeah. 100%. I'm just, I'm putting hay down in the little, what did they put? A- <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. Um, Days 12 through 17, um, that's the ovulation phase. So what it sounds like, you're like, if you are wanting to get pregnant, that's like the ideal time. Um, and then from, so these are in the same phase, but they have different breakdowns of what's going on. So from days 18 to 25, that's the, um, luteal I heard this word in a British accent and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it in the British way or if I'm okay luteal I think is how you pronounce it so if um fertilization hasn't occurred um it starts to fade away and then 28 or 26 to 28 still in the luteal phase oh my god I'm pronouncing this horribly I'm so sorry um basically your body's like I did all this work and there's no baby so fuck you and everything's coming (laughs) down and I'm burning this place to the ground and then you start over Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah so but like I said there's ways to take these 28 days or 35 days or what have you um Mm -hmm. And utilize it to your advantage. So, like, there's different things obviously going on in your body mentally as well. Um, mm-hmm. So, I found yeah because the our article, hormones are different levels at every correct. Cycle, yes, yes. So during these phases, um, and I'm going a little bit out of. I'm going to go back and it's listed in a different order. I'm going to go based off the order that I just gave you guys. So again, menstruation, mm-hmm. follicular, luteal and or sorry ovulation and then luteal phase i'm gonna say that so many times wrong okay um so (laughs) ways to benefit so i got this article from forbes alexandra miser m-y-s-o-o-r you can find her on twitter uh Mm -hmm. she wrote this article she i am cliff noting her cliff notes so (laughs) prayers up um so menstruation phase, basically, again, um, you know, about five days long. That is your, this is what like blew my mind. So that's like your intuition and reflection phase. So like people oh. always say like when you're, when you're on your period, you know, you're moody, you're whatever, you're, you know, hormones mm-hmm. are high, but yes. And you can use that to your, your benefit because your left and right brain hemisphere are communicating more effectively um so you're able yes (laughs) so that's like the hashtag real that's your moon sign your menstruation because like you are able to access like analytical and intuitive reasoning reflect on the last Mm. month like they can communicate to each other yeah yes that is your communication or not communication but like that's just like your reflection time so like Mm -hmm. how are things going like utilize that time while you're on your period to kind of see like am i happy like do i need to make big changes like how did this go (laughs) right okay um that blew my mind because i i mean it's always been told like 
when women are which is that gaslighting because are we telling women they're more <laughs> emotional because they're being more realistic i digress or they're just expressing it more freely because it's more accessible maybe yeah i'm sorry it's not what you want to hear um and then next is the flicker follicular phase so again that's right after your period and that is as alexander says your creative superstar um mm -hmm. that is when you have the most creative energy in the entire month so that week after your period you are thriving hormones are at a low your body's starting to increase the are <laughs> oh my gosh the estrogen I did not almost say that word. Um, so you're like ready to try new things. Like go learn a new skill. Go take on okay. a new project. Do you. This is your time mm -hmm. to shine. Um, <laughs> new projects. Pick up a new hobby. You're killing it. You're going to become queen. Um, <laughs> and then your ovulation phase. Uh, so that's your great communicator phase. So communication mm. and collaboration skills are at the highest of all month. Um, okay because the brain chemistry you have during this time heightens your verbal skills. Um, so it's a great okay. time to have important conversations. Like the the girl who wrote this article for Forbes, she even says she utilizes this to like and work. So it's like during this phase, that's like when she's asking for a raise or when she's like working with new. Yeah, because you're more mm -hmm. you're on top of it. Like you're, you're like more articulate in that time correct. because you can really mm -hmm. like express what you're trying to say. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that's like the best time if you have like if you've got an argument boiling up with somebody like take it out then because mm -hmm. you're not going to trip over your words because <laughs> you're ready to your paws up. Um, and then after that is the last one that I keep pronouncing wrong. Um, the luteal <laughs> or you're phase. pronouncing it right with just no confidence. There's that option. Too. Yes, because every time my brain's like, no, that's not it. So um, maybe I'm right, but um, this is the power phase. Oh. Um, you are most task-oriented, mm -hmm. um, feel the most pleasure completing tasks. Um, so like this is like the longest phase of your cycle. It's leading up to your period. Um, mm -hmm. So you're it's easy to focus and do um, pay attention to like small, minute details. Um this is like your your power hour, if you will. Interesting. Um, yeah. Wrap up some things, do your bills, figure out where you're spending all your money so you can save better to pay off your loans. Like this is the time to thrive. <laughs> that sounded like a personal task. That needs Maybe to it was. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think that this is really interesting and and something too. Uh, again, I've I've learned um, a lot on here, but like if you are on birth control, you can still sync up with this like you can figure mm -hmm. out kind of your cycle and um just in general i think it would be interesting a good challenge for uh, menstruating people who are listening to look into this in your body and see if you see that difference like that's going to be like we always talk about how marissa and i have like month um <laughs> challenges. challenges yeah i think this is going to be okay. like probably two months because i feel like you got to get into the, the flow test and test it out twice yeah yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so uh, a lot of people when I was researching this really backed this up. Um, it can go super in depth too. Um, there's different exercises according to like the the phases. So for example, during your menstrual cycle, like it's important to rest. Um, mm -hmm. During ovulation, that's like when you can, you're maximizing your, your um, potential. So doing like HIIT workouts or a spin class, like something mm -hmm. that's like going to push you. 
mm-hmm. um, follicular. That's like good for light runs, hiking, um, flow-based yoga to work up a sweat. Mm-hmm. Nothing too crazy, but still enough to like get your blood flowing. Um, and then the luteal, so leading up to your period, that's good for like strength training, Pilates, intense versions of yoga, kind of getting your um, – body right because your progesterone is on the rise and then your testosterone and estrogen is starting to deplete. Interesting. Yeah. I've never really like heard of that or done any research on like the different phases. Cause I mean, it makes sense if your hormones are at different levels, that does affect your body differently. But I just never Mm -hmm. thought like, Oh, it would be like, especially like week by week, day by day, like a different Mm. breakdown. Exactly. And, and something that's wild to me too, is like, uh, even in outside of school, like we have a specialized doctor, a gynecologist. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I've ever had this conversation where yeah. it's like, Hey, did you know there's things going on all the time? It's basically like, <laughs> let's check you for lumps and make sure you don't have some kind of disease. Like it's never breaking it down in, mm-hmm. in really utilizing. Again, it comes back to the lack of, of research that really goes in. Like some of the stuff mm-hmm. that I've learned about, like with the workouts or like there's certain foods that you could eat during, you know, different phases. Mm-hmm. A lot of that, like it, it doesn't have a lot of scientific research, not because it doesn't mean it doesn't work, but it's because there's such little women's health research that like, mm-hmm. we don't know. There's not enough yeah. that has, there's not enough effort that has been put into these things to really know if it's legit. I mean, people are getting results and they're, they're seeing this, but like how much yeah. of that is, is actually researched is there's little to none. Mm-hmm. And well, and like Joey had the point right before he started doing this, (laughs) that like men's sexual health is incorporated into their general health. Like that is just a part of like a lot of times is incorporated into their general health and their insurance and stuff like that. Whereas women's health is like a specialized thing. And so it's completely separate. And again, this comes down to privilege of like, do you have the the resources and the money to be able to go to someone that could teach you these things? Yes. Or do you have to do something that is more like, uh, like yeah, survival skills based like okay this is what you need to know and this is about all the information we can give you because of x y and z so that's it's yeah it, it's weird that like something as important that literally affects every single day of your life and can affect the rest of your life is is so specialized and niche that it's like oh it's a privilege to have knowledge about mm-hmm. this mm-hmm yikes yeah. my god oh gosh yes i hope you're not using friends. this podcast I'm just very, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we're just like giving you the very basics and we're like, please go ask somebody else because we don't know. Um, Or do your own research. Like obviously there is is some studies out there. There is a lot of information out there is trying Mm -hmm. and I – there is resources that are trying to get the information to people. It's just, is it able to because of funding and different issues? Exactly. And if you need more specialized help, like if you aren't a perfect 28-day cycle – menstruating person, person. Yeah. like how do you like how do you navigate that without the resources like you said mm-hmm. like you can give the basic ideas but when you not every one person is the same like that can affect how you're educated and, and yeah. what how you can best take care of your own body which i feel like again like marissa's point at the beginning it was just kind of like just put some birth control on her she'll be fine like that's like the basic mm-hmm. like oh you have headaches like not saying like maybe try this try this food mm-hmm. it's it's always like yeah let's give her this birth control and that's 
that's an it's option. Like a, but... it's, a, it's a basic, like the same answer for everyone until someone complains about it. Then they'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I guess we could try this. So actually on that path, I kind of was looking at a couple of the different options of the ones that I had previously mentioned and ones that yeah. are good and are not good for certain things. Um, so one of the things that I found um, interesting is like, obviously like a lot of people here, like birth control pill, birth control pill. Um, and actually like, that is starting to become less popular and the IUD is starting to become more popular. Um, some of the reasons that I think the pill is becoming a little bit less popular, one is it's taken on a daily basis and trying to be around the same time. So its effectiveness can be skewed by essentially user error. Um, but, and this is this is why I think a lot of younger people probably don't use it because I could barely remember to tie my shoes before I left for class, let alone like to do something every single day. Um, but also because it contains like estrogen and progesterone, um, it can increase your risk for blood clots. Um, so that's something that like if you have other comorbidities or if you have something like if you smoke or have any consume any type of nicotine products that increases that risk as well. Um, mm-hmm. there's an option called the mini pill, which I had never heard it phrased this way, um, which can be better for some, which only contains progesterone, um, does not contain estrogen. So there is some uh, slightly different side effects. Um, but also those who are at higher risk for blood clots, clots or breastfeeding, that is a good ostrich. Oh my gosh. I almost said ostrich. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good option <laughs> for them. And ostrich. And ostrich. Um, the patch is replaced weekly, so you don't have to do it on a daily basis. I didn't really get into as many of the side effects about that, but if you also are allergic to any adhesions, that's not a great option for you. Um, the progesterone shot four times a year. However, this is typically not recommended for most people uh, because it can reduce bone density. And so you have to make sure that you're getting plenty of (laughs) calcium and vitamin D. Um, You're also at a higher risk for cardiovascular disease. So like a lot of times people are like, I'm not good about taking it. And they'll be like, oh, we'll do the depot shot. It's only four times a year, blah, blah, blah. You just have to come in. Okay. But then like, what about these other risks of things that you also have to be conscious of? Now, have I ever had that option? No. So I can't speak to what the education is like around that exactly. But hopefully if you are using that form of birth control that you have heard that to some point, if you haven't, I'm really sorry. <laughs> Don't take my word for it. Go ask somebody else. Um <laughs> IUD has tripled its use in recent years and is 20 times more effective um, than the pill, which is wild. Um, But it doesn't have the user error that like the pill typically does. And it also lasts for several years. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, there are plenty of terrifying things you can look about the IUD in general. Mm. Um, So just keep that in mind when you're like, well, I just won't do the pill. I'll just do the IUD. Okay. Please do your (laughs) research on all of them. Um, And... With sorry, I need to circle back. So, um, with any with any form of birth control that has estrogen, um, if you mm-hmm. have migraines with auras, and an aura is something that occurs either before or during a migraine, it can be like a visual disturbance, like flashing or strobing lights, tingling on one side of the face or the body, or difficulty speaking. Um, this can uh, like the estrogen can be linked to either making your migraines worse or better. Um, So for some people, it can make it better because it keeps your estrogen at kind of like an even place. Um, But at what cost? uh, Yeah, there we go. Um, (laughs) So it can make your symptoms a little bit better. Um, Or if it could make them worse because it could raise your estrogen levels 
um, and you can have more occurrences of migraines because you're maybe you are someone that has a little bit lower level of estrogen and just like the influx up and down gives you migraines occasionally. However, mm. um, it can also be that it makes it worse. Uh, the, the issue is <laughs> um, estrogen can also increase your risk for having a stroke essentially, if you are someone that suffers with migraines that have an aura. Um, do I know the exact science on that? No. However, it's always a great thing to ask um, someone about that if that's something you experience. Plus, if you're someone that has migraines with auras and you consume any nicotine products, you are at a much higher risk um, for those things. Better op- options for you could be progesterone-only birth controls, condoms, and IUDs. Now, What I was going to get back to is condoms are actually the only method that uh, protect you against some STIs. Um, Mm, So female condoms and male condoms are the only birth control that protect you from sexually transmitted infections. Um, So that is something to think about it too. I know there are some people who choose to use one form of birth control, but I I would strongly (laughs) encourage – That if you are interacting with anyone uh, in a sexual manner that you consider using a condom regardless of any other forms of birth control um, for STIs. And if you are not using condoms, uh, female or male, that you regularly get tested, um, especially if you have multiple partners. Yes. (sighs) Or even if you don't. Or even if you don't. Who can we trust these days, you know? Yeah, Alyssa's married and she's the one that's. (laughs) Well, no, it's not. No, it sounds like people are gonna be like, "Are you guys okay?" But I, I can't. I just remember, I one time I was at the gynecologist and she, like, I like, she's like, "You and us?" I'm like, "No, like, I'm in a like committed relationship." And then Mm -hmm. she's like, "That doesn't always matter." And I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, I honestly never even thought about that. Yeah. So like. Don't I think it's like me- recommended every like six months to a year or something. Regardless, like that. yeah, because yeah. even if somebody you're with was is is faithful or whatever, men have dormant STIs all the time mm-hmm. or not all the time, yeah. but like it's frequent <laughs> and- all the time. Yeah, <laughs> it's like every day. I think, yeah. Well, you, I think what you're meaning to say is that like symptoms that may show up in women will often mm-hmm. like not show up in men, so they will not have symptoms, and women may have symptoms. So like there's a chance that theirs just don't show right away. Exactly. Um, and it couldn't mean an unfaithfulness, but it is important. Even men, I feel like men never, like, they don't have a specialized doctor. So, like, I feel like I could ask a lot of men, like, hey, have, when was the last time you got checked for an STD? Like, unless they got some crazy, like, symptoms going on where it's very mm-hmm. obvious, I feel like I don't yeah. know a lot of men who I feel take like the most time. men, like, don't even think to, like, change their toothbrush so like i don't know that's maybe that's maybe that's a little sexist of me but like i don't know i feel like my most common like catchphrases to people around me are like have you gotten tested and have you started going to therapy (laughs) like because i mean like both of them are pretty valid and also just cover a broad range of things so yes exactly so important Mm -hmm. regardless um yeah uh, but yeah, sorry. No, I also scary. didn't mean to like blow through those really fast, but also <laughs> I feel like a lot of it is doing your own research, but it just goes to show that one or two could not be for you, but there is an option that could be for you. And if none of them are, because you, there is a lot of people who are like, I don't want to put added hormones into my system. Mm-hmm. That is fine. There's other ways, um, to find out those things. You also, if you are trying to get pregnant, there's lots of available resources for fertility tests. If that's something that you're curious about as well. Yes. That is another thing that they, they've gotten a lot more advanced with that as well. Like if you're carrying a certain gene, 
mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. Like if you are um, and you're either married or just in a serious relationship and looking to have um, start trying to have kids, like those are those options are there too. Um, Absolutely. Definitely, if you have the ability, which is awful, you should always have the ability. But if you have the ability to talk with a healthcare provider like a gynecologist mm-hmm. or someone who is more equipped in those areas, um, definitely important because we're just trying out here, you know? Yeah, we're just two people on the internet. Who freaking knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I do have some reasons. I don't know if you want to go into anything else before I go through these two resources real quickly. Um. If you want, because then I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, more alternative options. Yes. Um, So let's do this. So these are basically resources that if you're looking for any of the types of birth control that I have talked about or other services, I will go through these a little bit quickly, but um, they're both very easy to find. Um, One is one I've mentioned before that is Nurex. Um, it's the, their like tagline is like birth control online, 0% with, or $0 down with insurance and $15 without. Um, so they actually, since I had used them originally, which is like the reason I bring them up specifically is because I had gone to a doctor multiple times when I was like taking oral birth control and never know. I had like, I had in my like history that I have migraines and stuff like that, but never was it once brought up that like maybe I should not be taking an estrogen birth control. Also, I was mm-hmm. having the worst like symptoms. Like every symptom that you could have, I was like if I was emotional even 5% on any part of my cycle, it was like 100 amplified mm-hmm. by like 100% when I was taking birth control with estrogen. And no, at no point was it like, oh, you have migraines. Let's have a conversation about that and like maybe find you something else. Um, and it went to when I went to this site, basically it was so that I could have it mailed to me because I'm garbage and I would forget to pick things up, <laughs> um, which is like something that that service can provide. It also, you can pick it up at a pharmacy for no cost to you. A lot of times it is either very low cost um, to have it shipped to you, especially if you have insurance. But if you do not have insurance, it's also a good option. Um, basically what happens is you have to fill out like this long questionnaire. Then you have um, a healthcare provider that reaches out to you if they have any other follow-up questions. Um, you can do like a FaceTime, like telehealth thing. Um, but especially with birth control, especially if you've been on something previously that worked for you, if you, unless that you don't get flagged for something that like is out of like the ordinary, then they usually like, okay, cool. We'll continue your prescription and stuff like that for you. Um, mine was like, Hey, we're actually not going to give that to you because you mentioned <laughs> that you have this. I was like, Oh my God. Um, and then give other options. So basically, Nurex provides a couple of different services, which actually I have not looked into any of these other ones. So, um, <laughs> but, but, it today. but it's because, yes, it's because like, honestly, they provide way more than I thought they did. Or at least when I was originally using it, it was only like baseline birth control. Um, they yeah. actually also provide prescription skincare. So if like oh. you are looking for some like prescription level skin, like acne treatment, they do provide that now um, at home tests. So they can su- supply test kits for COVID, STIs, HPV, and fertility and pregnancy tests. Um, they can do herpes treatment, migraine treatment, emergency contraception, um, HIV prep, and they can also – oh, and I also included they are available in 34 states, including Texas. Um, basically, God. if you for some reason are not able – this does not like replace going and having like a conversation with a gynecologist and having a pap smear and all those other things. It does not replace those things. However, if you're in a place where you are not able to get to a doctor or for some circumstance you have no one that's able to take you or have that conversation, um, it is a good resource, especially if you 
are going to gynecologists as well and you have something that does work for you for convenience it can help that as well yeah um okay then obviously my second one because duh i was gonna talk about this is planned parenthood um they are all over the place and also if you have any extra money please donate to planned parenthood always and forever um the services that planned parenthood provides is birth control emergency contraception ice god bless hiv services general health care lgbt services which can include um hormone therapy Men's health services like cancer screenings, STD checks, fertility, um, sexual dysfunction, birth control, routine checkups. They also provide STD testing, treatment, and vaccines, um, patient education, and then women's services. They also provide birth control, STD testing, abortion services, pelvic exams, cancer screenings, and pregnancy-related services. Um, So those who are pregnant or are trying to get pregnant can also use Planned Parenthood um, for their services because they do uh, provide... Um, uh, what is that called? Because I've never been pregnant. I don't know. When you go get your baby checked with that little <laughs> wand. <laughs> Ultrasound. Yeah, they do those too. <laughs> oh my it's God. Like that Harry Potter thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, you go in and you pick your wand and then they're like, all right, we're going to put this in a really uncomfortable place. Be ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, those are both great resources. If you have any questions, if you're looking to have something sent to you, if you're looking to get on or off birth control or find a new option or have any general questions at all, great places to go. Yes, and birth control is or plant parenthood is not just abortions, as Marissa just mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like, honestly, I mean, not in recent years, but I feel like that was kind of like brainwashed into me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until I was like older that I was like, oh, wow, like look at all these other things that they do. Um, yeah. but it's a very a helpful cause. And like Marissa said, donate if you can. Um, and if you mm-hmm. need to use them, um, they're still kicking it. There's people supporting them. Um, for sure. and utilize that if you don't have the resources for, you know, an actual gynecologist or something along those lines, um, or anything else, because it's not just, um, women's health, it's everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but one other thing that I wanted to bring up, um, so, there, there's a big. I'm gonna. I'm actually just gonna include this one res, our resource that I have on here, um, for you guys. It's called Nourish with Bella, but she really just straight breaks it all down. Talks about um, foods that you should be eating, things that you should avoid during certain phases. So I won't get into that too much, but I do want to talk about something that uh, Marissa has actually told me about this, and I looked. I went down a a whole rabbit hole. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, it's called seed cycling. So again, take with a grain of salt. This has shown to help women, but again, with the lack of research, um, I guess don't take with a grain of salt. I think one step up, take it with a, uh, salt and uh, pepper. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but basically it's the idea. So like I, like I told you earlier, um, you know, with the different cycles, um, there has been research of how different seeds um, can benefit you. So people with PCOS, this is important to note too. Um, I feel like I should just say it. So I've said it. Um, This doesn't necessarily help um, keep you from uh, getting pregnant or any STDs. This is a long, long, uh, you have to also like be tracking your cycle actively. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably only having one sexual partner or being 
tested regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, but you can also use this if you are wanting to get pregnant, correct? Yes. Yes. Like this, this is just is, like a, it's like a supplementary thing. <laughs> I don't know correct. how to describe it. And some of these too. Yeah. It's basically to help balance out your hormones. Um, yes. So I actually got a lot of this resource from the PCOS, um, PCOS to wellness. It's a blog um, that they're talking about it. So like any type of hormonal imbalance, if you've already had a baby, um, some of these actually can help too, like with breastfeeding, like flaxseed. Um, that's in general, just kind of good health um, benefits. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, as I brought up before, we have the four phases of your period. So the... Um, the oh my gosh, I want to make sure I say it in order. The menstrual, follicular, um, ovulation, and the luteal that I don't know if I'm pronouncing. I'm just gonna say it one more time. Um, and basically having those broken up, you can utilize different seeds. I feel like when I say seeds, it sounds weird, um, but it is just seeds. So like, like yeah, like pumpkin seeds, like mm-hmm. flax seeds, sunflower seeds, yes. like <laughs> literal seeds. Yes. <laughs> so broken up, um, basically. So for the first half um, of your cycle, so during the um, – sorry, I really want to make sure I get this correct. And the follicular phase, right? Correct. Yes. Um, during those times, I'm still nervous. Um, so that <laughs> is the basically every day you would have a tablespoon of flax seed and mm-hmm. pumpkin seed. Um, both of these help support your um, body with estrogen, uh, dominant mm-hmm. time of the month during those times, both full of omega-3s, um, which can help with hormones around the body. And flaxseed contains phytotestrogen. I have no idea if that's how you pronounce it, uh-huh. but it helps block excess estrogen. Okay. So um, again, just taking those, um, a spoonful of sugar, but not. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, basically first 14 days of your cycle, menstruation, ovulation, you're doing that. Um, and then for the last half during ovulation, I'm sorry, from the end of ovulation to the beginning of menstruation, it would be a tablespoon of sunflower seeds and a tablespoon of sesame seeds. Um, both of these seeds contain omega-6 and zinc, which helps stimulate the production of progesterone and regulate your hormones. Um, sunflower Mm -hmm. seeds are high in psyllium, psyllium, which is crucial for liver detoxification and thyroid, thyroid hormone conversion so people with pcos um can sometimes have those issues so that's especially Mm -hmm. benefit for them um so again it's not just for them but like anyone who could be having bad acne or super light bleeding yeah it's basically a way to like use your diet to help lessen your symptoms of like your estrogen and progesterone going up and down a lot is my understanding Correct. Yeah. And with that too, um, there's some tips on here, which I didn't even think about um, that's important. So like one big thing is if you do try this out, which definitely research, don't just go based off of these two minutes of me explaining it because there's so Mm -hmm. much more um, detail than I did not do it justice. I just kind of gave you guys the cliff notes. But um, with that, uh, so for example, grinding the seeds, um, it's actually a very important tip because often they'll just go seeds will go right through your digestive system Mm -hmm. you're not actually absorbing the nutrients so they recommend grinding the seeds um and like you can get creative with it too like you could put in a smoothie or Mm -hmm. oatmeal or a soup salad whatever just making sure that gets in you um to Mm -hmm. receive those benefits um 
Also, if you do decide to grind them, um, this person recommended doing it daily just because they can go bad really quickly. So it's not like you could just grind up a bunch of sunflower seeds and have it last, you know, for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah. The seeds, like, I feel like those seeds themselves last long, but it's the benefit of... Well, it's the protective layer on the outside of seeds that are not digestible by the human body is also what protects the inside of them. So when you get rid of that, you're exposing it to air and water, which is what can break down a lot faster if you don't consume it. Science with Marissa. Science. That sounded beautiful. Thank you. I did go to school, which is super crazy, but... That felt very like Bill Nye. Like, you know, when people have those like introduct, like, just so you know, like, you you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm going to ask him if I can intern, but like, that's a different topic for today. Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, be careful with that. It also recommended soaking them. So, if you have like digestive issues, Mm -hmm. um, you could always soak them before eating them. This helps reduce the um, phyllitic, maybe, acid in the seeds, um, which typically, it's like, P H Y T I C. Philic. I don't know. Um, which can cause digestive stress uh, mm-hmm. or issues with absorbing it, which, um, yeah. So, again, you can get creative with these. This is just a way. And and I think, too, like I, I asked my sister, she is a dietitian. I asked her opinion. Mm-hmm. She, again, like most, has not heard a lot about this because there's not a lot of research. Mm-hmm. But she even said, like, why not just do that whenever? Like, why yeah. not have a table? Like, don't – if it's yeah. too stressful to try to figure out your cycle, like, if you're not trying just to get a – yeah. Yes. If you're not trying to get your cycle – because this also kind of helps with regularity. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot, but, like, it can help with having a more regular period if you are mm-hmm. irregular. Um so maybe not that if you're really trying to like hone in, but like if you're just wanting those benefits, like there's no nothing wrong with just eating, you know, four tablespoons a day of sure. all of these different seeds to get the benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing I really want to try along with kind of mapping my life around these different phases. I want to try mm-hmm. out the seed method just to see. Um, we've heard some people that have benefited from that. Um, mm-hmm. So just in general, learning about it. But um, again, I will... I will add a link to the show notes, Um, but there's other things like, for example, stuff to avoid during your menstrual cycle and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff um, just to help you better take care of your body. This is a form of self-care to know what's going on um, when you're bleeding and when you're not uh, and Mm -hmm. just to help you feel maybe better, maybe feel like a happier, healthier version of yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's like one of those things where that it is considered like this, again, taboo topic. So mm-hmm. people are too afraid to ask questions or be curious about different options that maybe other people around them have not tried. Um, mm-hmm. So if everyone you know is on one type of birth control or not on birth control at all or don't believe in whatever, then it is always an option to find a different doctor to do your own research and to ask questions on things that you are curious about. Um, If something is not working for you, don't feel like you have to stay on it because it's supposed to, or you're supposed to feel this way, or Mm -hmm. that's not an uncommon symptom. If you're not happy with the way that your body feels in general, then you should not have to continue that way, especially if it's caused from a medication or some outside force. Um, So that's always something that's super important. Do your own research, ask questions, talk to other people about it, talk to your partner about it. Um, this is also to say that like those who are not in hetero, like normative relation, normative, not heteronormative, mm. right? Wrong. I don't know. If you're not, 
yeah, uh, if you are in a relationship that is not heterosexual and you are like, oh, well, like I menstruate and it's super irregular, but I don't need to be on birth control. There is other options to help lessen those symptoms. Um, if you are having super intense like symptoms from your uh, menstruation cycle that they are also used for and also STI protection in general and stuff like that. Um, because I feel like also just like, again, the LGBT like population is just kind of like glazed over in these conversations. Mm. Um, mm. and there's just other ways to protect yourself in like sexual situations that like, I think aren't considered because like, I don't like, well, okay, well you can't get pregnant. Okay. But that's not like the only concern. <laughs> like yes. there's other things <laughs> that we should be concerned about. And so mm. like, I think also doing that research, not being afraid to ask questions. And if somebody's like asking, giving you a hard time, go to a different doctor. Like there's always that option. Um, or if you want to use any online resources where you can feel safe asking questions that maybe isn't in person or if you're in a place in the United States <clears throat> that it doesn't feel particularly safe to ask specific questions, just know that there's other places out there that you can um, and that you can – any questions that you have are valid. Um, so don't feel like they aren't and that you shouldn't ask them. Amen. The clearing of my throat was not because I've been sick. It was because of any specific places in the country that you don't feel <laughs> safe. Uh, so just, just know that as well. Um, so, yeah, I guess what we're trying to say is um, fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> Um, if you are in, if you are in any sort of medical science background, if you're yes. interested, please like take this topic and do something. Literally anything, mm -hmm. any type of study would be greatly welcomed. Guarantee um, it's open. We have leaps and bounds to go with this. Uh, if you feel like you're undereducated. It's not uncommon to feel that way. Uh, if you feel like you did know all of these answers and more, maybe like, to be honest, ask your friends if they have questions about things because I yeah, don't be I, a sucky friend. Yeah, I feel like don't be a sucky friend and like gatekeep any information. But I also think like a lot of times if you're not already naturally talking about it with your friends, your friends are never going to think to ask. Mm. So if you do know have a lot, of like a lot of knowledge on this topic, please like have that conversation with your friends. Because like I said, this is like the jumping point of one little fact that you go, oh, and you go and Google yourself later, like a bunch of information. That can be that for them. Um, or and drop this airdrop this podcast to them too. <laughs> it would be totally fine. Exactly. And if you are someone who does study this and we have completely botched this thing up, uh, we oh welcome God. you. We need to be uh, educated clearly. Um, <laughs> so no harm, no foul, and just drop in an email like, hey, you got a lot of this wrong and I would love to, we would love to have you on the podcast to discuss it mm -hmm. and let's all just be educated together, you know? Mm -hmm. And those without uteruses, please do your research. Don't make women feel bad about anything <laughs> ever. <laughs> and yeah. just know that like you do have options and you are also, you're, if you're tangoing, you better put on the right dance shoes. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. That was beautiful. <sighs> Any final um, thoughts besides that? <laughs> I said this last episode as well, so I'm going to say it again. Um, and if you are a non-menstruating person and you are the type to um, mm. get grossed out by periods and the thought Throw of, <laughs> yeah, fucking suck it up. 
get over it. I'm sorry. Get over it. I'm shocked if you've made it that far to hear Alyssa say that, but yeah. Yeah, I hope you did. I hope you like you in like it was some kind of spite thing and you're like, I'm gonna listen all the way. I'm reminding mm-hmm. you to grow the fuck up. <laughs> That's all. Embrace that it. Note, Ask your girl about her cycle. Yeah, on that Learn note, uh, please, if you have any <laughs> topics for future reference, feel free to email us at yourfriendsuckpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, your suck podcast. Uh, find us on Patreon for exclusive content, your friends suck podcast. And as always, uh, wear a mask, wash your hands, and do you have any condoms that are not expired around? Because I would go check that as well. All right. Well, have a great weekend uh, or week. Oh, my God. It's Monday. Welcome to the week. Uh, Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. Your friends suck.